Uh, John chapter 15, let's read it again, verse number 16, and we'll actually read verse 17 and 18 also. It says in verse number 16, it says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Uh, this year, and uh, we'll not preach a long time tonight, I, we want to share a vision and things, but just want to talk about that a little bit more tonight. We look ahead and uh, what the Lord has for us, and um, I think it's easy for us, as already been said tonight, to look around and um, be very thankful for what God's doing at our church. And um, I'm thankful that, you know, you, our Sunday nights, every guest speaker that ever comes is always amazed at the percentage that returns on Sunday night it comes on Sunday morning and that's just a testimony to the faithfulness of God's people and uh, to see what God has been doing and um, ministries and, and the outreaches and the opportunities and the missionaries and the church plants and you know, I, I look at our Thursday night prayer sheet and you know what a blessing it is to read that one section on the right there and the second page of churches that have been started out of our church it's just not happening everywhere and to God be the glory for that it's all God and just want to praise him tonight for that and uh, you look at that you see our missionaries that are sent out of our church Sean and Miss Monica be uh, just that ball is going to start rolling this year and uh, and that great and wonderful things as they prepare to go to Canada Um, and I'm waiting for the next to be called and more to be sent out um that, that's exciting. I don't want us to ever look at those things. We should look at those things and praise the Lord and be excited about it, but long for more. And, uh, and, uh, and I believe God does those things because the church has been faithful. And the Lord knows that uh, I don't want to say anything wrong or build us up in any way we shouldn't be because we're all just by the grace of God. Well, what is good is all because of God. But, uh, but when you're faithful in that which is least, there'll be more. God has blessed our church, not just in the past year, but the last 56 years. And I'm thankful for every pastor, thankful for so many people that served here faithfully, Sacrificed, built these walls, built that building, and gave, and laid the foundation, and hung the lights, and knocked on doors, and discipled people in their house, and had people over. There's a whole lot that's been done to get us to where we're at tonight. When I look back and I rejoice and I'm excited about it, but God has a future for the church and some great things God wants to do and our responsibility is to be right with God to walk with the Lord to be led by the spirit of God and I promise it would probably blow our minds to know what God desires to do if we'll let him do it 
And uh, so let's pray for that. We've been definitely blessed by God, there's no doubt. We're living in the last days. Um, but the Bible says to redeem the time because these days are evil. Now's not the time to, you know, you hear all these rumors, people building bunkers and preparing, and, and it's time for us to get out and reach other people, all right? Uh, we don't plan to build 50-foot walls around the property and live in a compound, right? Uh, we're, we're going to reach out to people as much as we can, all right? And uh, praise the Lord that we can have our church, and we can have our ministry, and we can have our missionaries, and, and our outreach, and uh, our theme this year being across the street and across the sea, uh, to win as many as we can for the Lord uh, this coming year. And uh, look across at the church and uh, praise the Lord for, uh, again, uh, those who have been faithful for so many years. And uh, thank you for your faithfulness to God. And uh, I also look across and I see so many new families and uh, young families. That's why we have to start to another nursery. Isn't that awesome? Uh, you know, uh, just praise the Lord for what he's doing and and uh, the maturity in our church and the young in our church that are growing. And I'm thankful for that. Um, you know, uh, there's uh, a lot that maybe haven't learned a lot of things because they've just been saved last few years or uh, just came this direction. And praise the Lord. That's what churches are for, for the perfecting of the saints. And I uh, say, yes, I hope they get perfected. We all need perfected, all right? Every one of us. I always say this, if you think you've arrived, you're farthest from it than probably you've ever been, all right? Uh, we all have so far to go, and let's keep on growing in the Lord. And, uh, you know, we'll have visitors and, uh, and people. That's why we have discipleship classes, so people can learn and grow. But God is good to us, and we ought to rejoice in that and be thankful for what God is doing, and we need to guard it. Because there's lots of enemies out there who love to destroy all these things. And, and we ought to desire more. Uh, of what God is doing and, and uh, so we need to grow and the purpose of service is to be able to reach more so we can grow uh, it's not about numbers uh, it's just about being in the center of God's will and uh, you know I, when we get to heaven the, the, the judgment is on faithfulness and being faithful and uh, whether our church runs 100 or 5,000 as long as we're faithful, that's what God wants. And the, the increase is all the Lord's business. And uh, may we just be faithful. And uh, so I want us to consider a few things as we get into this new year. And, uh, you know, uh, I figure no one really has nothing to do tonight till midnight. So we'll just have a good time tonight. So Matthew's like, I'd rather be here than out partying. Man, I'm partying right now, man. I don't know about you. So, yeah, yeah. No, no we... Uh, I want us to have the mind of God as we go forward this year. And just a couple things in this verse, all right? Obviously, I get the idea from our theme there that we should go and bring forth fruit. But I want to keep, see a couple things real quick. Number one, I want you to consider this, that we are chosen. This is in verse number 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I'm going to pause first and say this. That has nothing to do with salvation. God has chosen the whole world to be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever, they can come. Uh, God's plan of salvation is for each and every one. But he's looking at his disciples here, and he says to his disciples, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. Now, what did he choose them for? Well, he chose them, and he says it in the verse, to, to go and to bring forth fruit. 
Now that commission was passed on to the church and it was passed on to every one of us. You're saved tonight. You're a member of the local church. God has chosen you to go forth and to bring forth fruit. You have been chosen. First uh, Peter talks about that in First Peter chapter 2 and verse number 9. But you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood a holy nation, a peculiar people. God has chosen us as the redeemed, right? He has chosen us to reach this world. And when we do that, as it says there in Peter, right, that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, we're to, we're to represent and call, we're to go to God on behalf, and that's what we talked about this morning, a burden, and have a burden for the lost and go to God on behalf of them and pray for them. But also we're to reach out to them. We're to, to go out into the fields. We're to do our best to reach as many as we can. And, and the means by which you do that is being a peculiar people. A holy people. A sanctified people. A serving people. People that are seeking more. You have been chosen by God. If you're saved tonight, you've been chosen by God. Again, to represent him. To be that salt, to be that light. To do our best. And I mean, we live in a world and a society today and even a church age today that holiness is thrown out quite often. And uh, I know the ridicule that we may get at times, and that's okay. I told my Sunday school class this morning, we do nothing and we will continue to preach holiness and, uh, and there will be some who accuse of legalism and things like that. There's absolutely no legalism. No one's doing anything to get salvation. And no one's doing anything to earn any more of God's love. God loves every one of us. God chose to love us before we were even lovable. There's nothing that will ever separate you from that love. Well, why do we do these things? And why do we try to live a holy life? Because I love Him. You see, if I can, I'll preach and teach periodically when the time and the Holy Spirit leads on certain aspects of holiness and things. But if we as God's people can get a walk with God and a reverence for God and understand the love He has for us and we love Him as we should, those things hardly have to be preached on. Because they will be in the heart of the believer that loves the Lord, a desire to please Him. So we preach these things, and God desires us, though, to realize how much He loves us. You know, when He summarized the law, when that young man ran to Him, what's the greatest commandment? The Lord said, well, to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Amen? And then He said, the second's like unto it, to love your neighbor as yourself. If we love God and learn what that love is, and we love people, you'll want to do everything else. Everything else will fall as it should. And it won't have to be hammered and twist your arms and try to get you to do this. Love the Lord. Fall in love with Him this year. And understand that you're a chosen people, a people that is to represent God and to live this holy life. Parents, teach your children the importance of separation and living a holy life. Because God's worthy. Teach them, right? 
You know, one of the dumbest mistakes any parent can make is say, well, I'm just going to let them make their own mistakes. Why in the world would you want to do that? That don't even make sense. Well, they'll learn. You know, there's another way to teach them that they'll learn? Talk to them. Instruct them. They don't have to go through the heartache. But give them that instruction. Show them this way. We need holiness. We need a desire to please the Lord, to be a peculiar people. And something should stand out about us to this lost world. And the Lord told us what it was. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. And that's that love that we have for one another. I'm all for all the other holiness and we preach it and teach it. But it starts with loving. Loving God and loving each other. And when those things are right, you'll desire. There's certain things I don't do, certain places I do not go, some things that I will not partake in for one reason, because I love God and I love people. I do not want to be the reason, the excuse for people to fall away. So because of love, we want to do these things. So God has chosen you, child, God's chosen you, teenager. God's chosen you, parents, elderly. We're a chosen people. So you see, we're chosen, but secondly, we're commissioned. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that ye should go. God has commissioned us to go and to bring forth fruit. I see three things here. I'll be really quick with them. Number one, there's an involvement. It says there that you should what? Go. Every one of us, if you're saved and God has placed you in a, a local church, you have been commissioned to go. Get involved. In whatever way that you can, get involved in trying to reach others and trying to do what God has commanded us to do. But get involved that ye should go. Every one of us can do some things. Praise the Lord for the group that comes and, and helps Miss Camille in putting the literature together. Keep doing that, all right? Coming together and preparing the materials. Those that can go knocking on doors. Those that can pray. Those that whatever you're able to do, but be involved. There must be involvement. If you're sitting on the sidelines watching everybody else do everything, you're missing out. God wants us to get involved, to go. And then you see there's an investment. It says there in that verse that you should go and bring forth fruit. Now, I like to play around with gardening. I've got a few little garden boxes in my backyard, really, for tomatoes and cucumbers and zucchini. I mean, everything else, and a few green peppers. But man can live on cucumbers. I'm convinced of that, right? And, uh, but, uh, I, you know, in a good tomato, oh. I mean, once you start growing these things, you go to a grocery store, you're like, why would I eat plastic? I mean, seriously. Disgusting. Uh, you know, so, I, you know, I, I, but in my very novice, and there's people far greater out here than I am, but in my very novice gardening, I have learned this. You'll never get fruit if you don't plant anything. I can go out there and stare at those boxes of dirt and wish and pray and hope that I get cucumbers, but I'm going to get nothing 
if I don't put those seeds down. And I don't water those seeds. And I don't get them little, tiny little plants, plant them in there. Because I learned from this year, if you plant everything at the same time, you have a lot of cucumbers at once, and then you're out of cucumbers. One for Brother Sutherland, I'd have been cucumberless the last few months, all right? Uh, he knows how to do it, and he taught me. All right, but you, I realize this. If you don't invest, you're not going to get back anything. God commissioned us to go and to bear fruit, which means that he, he expects involvement and an investment. Put something into it. Your time, use your talents for the Lord. Go knock on some doors, sit down with people, build relationships, water the seed, plant the seed, prune, keep back things that would destroy, but be invested. If all of us will take this passage this year and make sure that we're involved and we have an investment, I believe you'll see the last thing, there will be an increase. That you should bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. I'm excited to see souls saved this year. But I don't want to just see souls saved. I want to see them in our seats, growing, learning, at our house, involvement, discipleship, having a good taking them out to dinner, but invest in people this year. So we might see them grow and not just see some fruit, but fruit that remains. We're chosen. We're commissioned. Number three, I love this part. We've got company. We are not in this alone. Verse, verse 16, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. You know, when we realize we're chosen and we live and strive to live to be that holy, peculiar people, we try to, to serve the Lord and do what He wants us to do, and we realize we're commissioned and we get involved and we make the investment and we start seeing the increase, God says, when you're busy about this work, you ask it in my name, I will show myself what a promise this is. Asking in his name is, well, James talks about the opposite. The opposite of that is asking for things that you may consume it upon your own lust, right? And James said this, you ask and receive not, right? And uh, because prayer is not talking to a genie asking for wishes. When we pray, we're talking to the God of heaven, and we ought to be surrendered to that God of heaven, and the things that we are beseeching him at his throne should be things that we know. That is what God wants. And we beg the Lord and we call on the Lord for the salvation of souls and God to reach people and God to break hearts and God to change hearts. And we pray for these things. And if there's a need that is there to try to, to fulfill the work that he's called us to do, I'm not afraid to ask God for those things. God can do anything. God can do anything. And what if we double in size? Then we'll pray and ask God to build us a new building. That's scary, right? But God can do anything. If he wants it, I'm not afraid to ask him what he wants. 
And we can ask it for his purpose, for his glory. I'm just glad we're not in this alone. God said, I'm here with you. And then lastly, you see a command. And all these things, as we understand that we are chosen, we're commissioned, and he is there with us in the company he gives us. Verse number 17, there's a command. These things I command you, all these things, but also this, that you love one another. The world's going to hate you. Matter of fact, if the world doesn't hate you, and by that, I don't mean we should be getting along with people and showing love. You understand that? The Lord, you know, he was kind to even the people that didn't like him, right? But we show kindness and love. But I'm seeing this. If you're buddy-buddy with the world and they just love having you around and you're nothing more than they are and you're just having a grand old time together, there's something wrong in your heart. There ought to be things about your life that the world knows. Ugh. When they use certain language... They know they shouldn't do that around you. If they're going to joke about some filthy things, better not do it when they're around. They don't like me. That's okay. But they should know you love them. And that you just want them to see and meet the same Savior you've met. And let's be careful this year, because there's one thing the devil, I believe, always is trying to do, and I'm so thankful for blessings of God in this area love each other in this church love your brothers and sisters in Christ love your neighbors love the people around you don't allow the devil to bring divisions into the church don't allow gossip to fill your ears what's going on nothing but I know the devil's always trying this calendar right here we get a vision of this outreach we get a zeal for reaching souls and we start jumping in there and doing these things devil will try because there's one thing quickly that will shut everything down. Divisions and strife and envy and wrath in the church. So ask God to give you a great love for people. Don't allow bitterness to set in your heart. And let's reach everyone we can. Because God's called us to. We're chosen. We've been commissioned. We've got company. And the command, be they across the street or across the sea, reach them this year.